We are live. Today is... Today is December 9th, 2020. Yes, sir. It's about 7... It is actually 7.43 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a Wednesday, I think. Yes, sir. Um, and let's get started. Yeah. We were just talking about the, the college application process uh, and how... Of a scam it is. <laughs> it's a business. That's what it is. It's a, it's a business run by robber barons who are trying to defraud and thieve their way into uh, bankrupting students of their dreams and aspirations, leaving them penniless and jobless at the end of four worthless years. <laughs> <laughs> that they partied away, right? They partied they away. partied away, yeah. got COVID, and now you're back. It's actually amazing how universities have essentially transformed into enormous stadiums that just offer classes to keep the label of an educational institution like it's it's they don't even try to hide the fact that it's just all they do is party and and have they don't sports all the, yeah, there you go sports yeah, sports sports brings in more revenue than anything else that these people that these universities do most of the, not all of these universities of course there's some research institutions like we all know like even though Harvard's D1, like they're not, they're not exactly sending all their kids to the NFL. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nor are they any good for that matter. Like, okay, like there's there's some schools that are different, but like, for the most part, there was an article in the Economist about this, covering the same subject: a bunch of people getting degrees and ending up jobless. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we are we are actively discouraging go for people to go to trade schools. Hell, that's probably all what I would have done if I didn't go to, if I didn't get into uh, uh, Questbridge. Uh, I mean, those welders are making two hundred grand a year. You own your own plumbing business, one fifty a year. Yep. You're getting more than the guy who's graduating from an Eng- with an English major from Wesleyan University. I mean, the joke's on me because uh, that's that's me. You played yourself. Congratulations. Should have studied econ. <laughs> But so I you studied I pipage didn't, I didn't want to and s- plumbing. I didn't want to sell out, so I was like, "All right, I'll pursue." Sell out? You would have won. <laughs> wow! I wish one of us actually took the the less traditional route. You know? I. What do you mean? I took the less. What no, you didn't. I went. St- you I went to English. an almost Ivy League school. Actually, okay. it is an Ivy League school. It's not. It's a little Ivy. We call it. It literally went. Literally, you went okay, to an Ivy. Let's relax. Okay. Wow. Tone you know, it down, okay? You know, you're you're in the upper echelon, okay? Hombre, I need you to bring it down. <laughs> you're in the upper echelon here, Luke. What do you have to say about yourself Muchachos? Now? What do you have to say about I yourself need you now? To relax. You should have went to welding school. Oh, jeez. You should have been an under, uh, that's right. that's underwater right. welder. My mistake. Yep. All right, you could have made 500 to the hour, you know? All right, okay. Yeah, and you go. said you wanted to make pennies to the, the dollar. <laughs> what am I, a lawyer? You wanted to make pennies to the dollar, you know? That's what you chose instead. That's right, that's right. I played myself. You know, there's a guy, this is, I was remember uh, that guy, uh, that guy, remember he has that show, Dirty Jobs, is it Nick Rowe or Mike Rowe oh, or something like that? I love that show, I love yeah, that show. Yeah, he had his yeah. own TED Talk, he was, t- in, in his TED Talk, he mentioned that one gentleman who started a cow manure, like, collection, like, business, where he essentially goes around to different farms, collects cow manure, transforms it into fertilizer, and yep. then sells yep. it to farms. Millionaire. Multi-millionaire yep. guy, you know. That's that's the ingenuity we need to bring our country back on par with the rest of the world, with the rest of well, China. All right, let's let's be blunt. Who are we competing with here? Well, uh, we're competing with ourselves. That's we're, right. Well, we're it's a self. Honestly, are we competing with ourselves? I feel like in this country, we've all kind of just resigned ourselves to 
just stagnation. Oh, what 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 is actually happening in this country right now? We have we're a- adding more cameras to the iPhone. We're- <laughs> We're that's, moving forward extremely that's fast. A good, that's a good barometer fast for progress. Piece. You know, how many cameras do you have on your phone? There you how go. many holes are there? <laughs> how waterproof is it, Lee? How many months can it survive before you have to replace it with the next iPhone? Before you have to replace the battery. Alone. Planned obsolescence. Forster taught us about this. There it is. In eighth grade, our beloved history teacher. I remember the first time I heard that, that moment was singed into my memory like a hot rod. You know, it was, he told us when he brought, he wrote that on his whiteboard, on the whiteboard, he said, uh, planned obsolescence. Remember this kids, mm-hmm. they'll come back to bite you. And lo and behold, it did. You guys are genius. Yeah, he is genius. a really smart guy. Just like Mr. Kai. Just like Mr. Kai. eccentric. I didn't have Mr. Kai, so I can't speak on that. Oh. I had Bahena. He's the one who Wonderful told us just woman. invest S&P 500 every month, $100, and keep doing that until you're about 40. You'll be a billionaire. <laughs> his he, words. He proved a billionaire. It. He proved it. He did the math in front of us. He said, this is how I'm going to be a billionaire okay. by the time How's I'm ready to retire. How's it working 60. out for him? I don't know. Let me check his portfolio. <laughs> Last know? time I checked, I didn't see him on the Fortune 500 or on the <laughs> Forbes 100 list. <laughs> Look... Have some patience, you know, right. have some patience. All right, yeah, it's just this plan is taking a little long to, to percolate. You know, you have to put 100 awesome. every month for the rest of your life until, like, 65. You know what else you can do with that money? You can just live your life, you know, because the market's going to crash anyway, and all those savings are going to evaporate like this, like the morning dew in your front Good yard. Good thing it's only $100 a month. Good thing, right? <laughs> Good thing. My man, $100 a month. You know what I could do for $100 a month? Not much. A hundred dollars. Save a month. it up. Go on a vacation. Enjoy your life. You know, invest dollars a month times every 12. single We're time. At every single right? time somebody has invested in my family, the economy crashed or they lost it all in the market. It's a, you know what you need to do. You just need to spend it on the life because you don't know no, if you're going to you be alive under your bed, alive in the mattress. In you the put it in the until mattress. Until your heart burns down. SpongeBob literally down. showed us that's the way to live. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, How well Mr. Krabs. Did it work well for SpongeBob? Mr. Krabs, it worked well. Mr. Krabs. Not really. It was supposed think, to show you how you needed to have a, right. a credit card and a Mr. bank account. I don't think Mr. Krabs is the is the financial uh, role model. He's the financial need in our guru. Lives. Okay. He's the, the self help guru. <laughs> he's self proclaimed guru. He's the Dave Ramsey of finance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh goodness, we are having way too much fun. All right, topics today. <clears throat> I was look, looking at the Apple Podcast uh, list, top one hundred podcast podcasts mm-hmm. in the top five. We were there. No. <laughs> One day we shall. One oh. day soon. Soon and very soon. There you go. All right. No, there was a there was a show called uh, 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 NPR. Oh, it was by NPR. It was like the daily like daily news digest. Um, Joe Rogan was on number five. Surprisingly, I thought he'd be higher. And then like I think actually above Joe Rogan was uh, uh, something called Call Her Daddy. Have you heard of this? No. It's by Barstool Sports. There's a bunch of girls. Oh my they goodness. Just talk, literally all they talk about is sex advice. <laughs> they do sex advice. Yeah. All oh they my. talk about. If they want just... sex advice, let me hop on them. You know? <laughs> what what can I bring to the conversation? <laughs> Not much, but, but still. With the expertise, you're a virgin. Relax. Uh, all right. So. I'll, I'll educate them on God. That's right. Okay? That's right. It's getting, a little it's getting a little hot in here. We need to crack the window open. All right, so there's the name to our podcast. And crack the window. <laughs> what is this? The J Lo song? All right. So, um, yes. Yeah, so today's NPR broadcast. ICUs in the country filling up fast. We're at like what, fifteen percent capacity nationwide. 
That not good. Are we eating eating in the car? Yes, sir. Are you yeah. sir? Are you want to? Are you sir? Should we eat on the chunk? Not as windy over here. Yeah, let's do it. Are we gonna keep the the phone here? Yeah. You want to pause? Uh, do you want to? I mean, we are eating, right? Yeah. I don't think the. All right, we're at we're back from our little excursion into the In and Out. Um, just stop by Boba Time. Full disclosure: we're not receiving any uh, any money from any of these companies. We should though. Oh, yeah, well, Something just sprayed at me. We should charge them. Don't shake it again. It literally just sprayed. It did not spray. I swear to God. The condensation has sprayed. All right. Don't worry. It's not anything you're not used to. Luke, <laughs> shut your butt. Shut it. Cheers. You alcoholic. We want to just drive around. Speaking of alcoholism, what? are you going to um, be drinking on the New Year's? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. What 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 is uh, I don't know. What what is it telling you? You know? What's the big man upstairs I, telling you? It's telling me that I uh, shouldn't drink. Wait, why are we backing out? I didn't even feel that. <laughs> I put it in neutral, not. <laughs> we were we're in the parking lot, and Ferris let his foot off the pedal, thinking we, it was I in thought, drive. I thought that. I didn't even feel anything. I, wow. I thought that car was moving. No. I, was like, I was like, why is the car moving? This doesn't have a driver inside. <laughs> this car has a driver, but he's he's dizzy. That was oh gold. Oh my goodness, that was that was crazy. Oh, good thing it was already on, though. Good thing there was nobody behind us. Yeah, I guess. It was not as funny as that video you sent me of those rappers who crashed their cars while filming that music video. Remember I'm that glad. One? That was a hilarious thing. I actually, I, I kept missing it. It took me like three or four times to finally catch what you were talking. Well, you couldn't tell me right away that these two rappers were, well, no, this one rapper was filming a music video. And they just context for listeners. And one of, in one of the scenes, it looked like they were filming somewhere like rural Alabama, and they uh, they they uh, they um, ran their cars accidentally into one another. Um, it wasn't really rammed. It was just like a it was a it was a, it was a light uh, T bone. It was light. <laughs> it was a light T bone. Side swiped by a pylon. Yeah, it was two Dodge Chargers. I thought uh, it was a just, Beamer. They were not Beamers, dude. I swear. One oh, one was of them was a Beamer and one of them was a Dodge? No, they were both Dodge Chargers. No, one of them was a Beamer. The other one's probably Where a are you getting your facts they from? They were different cars. Fact check, fact check. <laughs> fact check? Yeah, but anyway. Um, returning to the pressing and urgent question. Of oh, am COVID. I TikTok famous? Oh, by the way. Yes, I am. Follow me on TikTok at fairy underscore berry, spelled F-A-I-R-R-Y underscore B-E-R-R-Y. There we go. Yes, I'm famous. Thank you. (laughs) And if you'd like to see how machines cut paper, Ferris is your man. Oddly satisfying. Oddly satisfying. There we go. That's the category that falls under. It is. Uh, Thank you to my already loyal fans on TikTok. (laughs) Your only fans? My... (laughs) Uh, so, back to that discussion. Only Luca. fans. Oh, we're, we're thinking about starting an account um, just to see how far we get. It, wouldn't it be funny just to prank people by, like, posting, like, like doing, like, what those fake Facebook accounts do? Like, 
like posting a video, reposting a video of some like, I don't know, some like <laughs> porn star and then like starting the account, getting people to sign up for it. And they're just literally just having, uh, I don't know, us giving lessons on like history. That would be insanely funny. Uh, <laughs> what would that be so funny? Where, what, what just fell? It's gone. I'm not even joking. It's gone. How did you see that? No, I didn't see it. I felt it. Because oh, wow. I'm one of the force of the forces with me. Hey, if that's what you think. The Mandalorian. What a glorious show. Carrying Disney Plus since... Oh! What? Where, 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 where? <gasps> Eight dollars 24 minutes? minutes? Negative. That's a negative, Ghost Rider. All right, back to the discussion. I, I guess we should also note for We should preface listeners. with, uh, we're doing Uber Eats at the moment. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to recoup some of the money on that we spend on gas every so often. Because apparently Paris is unemployed. Uh, I am employed, thank you to the University of California Regents, specifically the Merced campus, for keeping me employed for the longest time ever. That's good for the shout-out. Thank you so much. Um, Enough with the shout-outs. Let's yeah. move on to our discussion. Some of us, however, like yours truly, are uh, basically living off unemployment right now. It's actually in an, in an unbelievably just historic moment. Uh, just, a, just a seismic shift in the way that civilizations have, have navigated disasters. Like, if you think about the great civilizations of history and how some of them were just just bled bone dry by disasters like most recently like the uh, Soviet Union I mean not only the war in their misbegotten war in Afghanistan uh, that bled their treasury but also the Chernobyl disaster correct so much money that they wasted well they had to use on that on the cleanup efforts mm -hmm. in order to contain the environmental and oh hell just five dollars for 26 minutes negative the environmental damage mm -hmm. it bankrupted them it contributed to their bankrupting because after that combined with stagnation combined with the war in afghanistan all of these like this like this this unholy trinity ended up unraveling their their economic underpinnings the economic fabric of their society isn't it crazy how when you have one thing going wrong already it's, it's like kicking you when you're already down you know the things just keep piling on yeah. Well, the war in Afghanistan was their fault. They're the ones who went into it. Like, COVID wasn't our fault, you know? Um, the war, the Chernobyl disaster was their fault. Actually, yeah, never mind. It's Both, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of those disasters were their fault. <laughs> so, I guess I backtrack. Glad you, you changed your point of view <laughs> instantly. Uh, no, I didn't change. I modified my opinion. <laughs> made a slight altercation, right? All right, fake news. So... <laughs> Oh, speaking of fake news, yes, that was the excuse I gave to Rorio when he hit me with the, what do you think about the avionics that the British were using when they tracked multiple UFOs? And I said, fake news, just to, you know, you know, just... Or could you give us some context? I don't know, what, what, what are we working with here? You know how we've been discussing UFOs lately? Yeah, what about it? Uh, he was interested in uh, my take on how the British avionics in their fighter jets were uh, tracking, you know, these UFOs and how they could claim that they were moving at supersonic speeds. Does Rodrigo just want to become a pilot? He's talking about I this awful lot. I think he really wants to be a UFO, like, researcher, you know? I'm getting that feeling, too. You know, just UFO anything. And, yeah, it's a crazy, insane concept, you know? Maybe he'll be working for DARPA. The way dissecting for aliens. Working he at Area 51. That. 
taking good. taking unmarked planes over to Area 51 from Las Vegas. There you go. That's what the that's I remember watching a documentary about Area 51, and they discuss how they get their employees over there, or former employees were talking under the, under condition condition of anonymity that. Uh, well, they're discussing how they got to Area 51 because they didn't all live there. So they would mostly live in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and they would take like these unmarked sedans over to this unmarked airfield and there would be an unmarked, unmarked, white, aircraft. unmarked white jet <laughs> waiting for them on the run. It's like a small jet waiting on the runway and they would just get on the plane and then leave at this time. And return at the appointed time, and in their unmarked clothing, in their unmarked unbranded, cl- unbranded clothing, in their unmarked suits, in their unmarked personalities, with their unmarked phones <laughs> that were right. smartphones. That was right. They were Huawei phones. There you go. Crazy, right? Truly wild. Yeah. You can never be under the radar, though. If you think about it, they're all still carrying pagers, at least. I'm sure they're secure communications. You think? Are you kidding me? Do you think they're gonna they're gonna let you use a, a burner phone <laughs> if you work at Area Fifty One? You probably use burner phones. What do you mean? All right, you they're just government. Out their they're jet. They're government. <laughs> no, you don't toss it out. They have an incinerator on board. <laughs> they collect your daily phone and throw it into the incinerator, and they issue a new phone. Your daily? You mean your hourly phone? Relax. <laughs> Could you imagine your lunch break? They come in with a new phone, collect your old one. All right, everyone, time to swap. All right, ten dollars. Yeah. No. Boom. PV, come on. Lazy Dog to Rancho Palos Verdes. Yeah, it's right. We're literally right here. You really want to go in reverse? It's 23 minutes for t- 10 bucks. Is that worth it? Not yeah, really. It is. You really Ten, think that's 30 bucks it? an hour. You think I should take Take it. Take it. It's not 30 bucks an hour. Okay? It is. Relax. Roughly. There's taxes. Make a right? Ah, oh, son of a I wonder what the audience will think of what they will think is that uh, <laughs> we're cutting that part out. All right. So, um, where do we leave off? Area Fifty One alien conspiracy. So yeah, we got a friend who's in medical school, and uh, we we all know he's not going to become a doctor. Like we already know that. I mean, he's going to finish medical school and do all the go through the motions. But in the end, he's going to be either working for the government dissecting alien specimens. Or he's just going to become a UFO, UFOlogist? Is that what they call it? Who knows? Crazy stuff. I think you're an extraterrestrial researcher at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. You're your own brand. Uh-huh. We're driving by the Delamo Mall here in Torrance, California. And it's eerie to consider that this time last year, the Nordstrom was bustling with activity doing their shopping, getting ready for Christmas, and now it's deserted. The lights are on, all the clothing is still hanging, but it's not selling. There are like a couple, oh actually no, there are a couple people in there. I forgot, they're at like what, 15% capacity? 50% right? 15. No, I think it's 50, right? It's, I'm pretty sure it's 15. 50% is, is, is gyms, outdoor gyms, or 50%. Retailer, retail is 20, 20 or 15% capacity. I see people posting on their social media at the gym without a mask on, indoors. Well, How do you end up in a situation like that? Oh, speaking of which, the French, the French Laundry in Redondo Beach has been shut oh, down. Shout out to our, 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 our boys 
at, at girls Eat at Joe's. At Eat at Joe's. Our heroes. Brave community heroes who took a brave stand. A courageous, you know, ill-fated, but courageous nonetheless stand against uh, the tyranny of the government. Well, now you need to remember Manhattan Beach is doing the same. Oh, yeah. Didn't Manhattan I, Beach has taken a they, huge stand. They reclassified all of their outdoor spacing. As out, outdoor, like, benches and seating just for it's the like public. It's like seating, right? Yeah, public. They've reclassified They've all their They've given up all dining. their rights now. They don't <laughs> want their space. Did you hear about how some, some churches are reclassifying themselves as strip clubs? I have not heard about that. Yeah. It's just, hey, that's insane. I don't know if, it's, if there's any merit to it or if there's any truth to it. All right. All right. We are all right, en route to... Somewhere in Pals Road is dropping off uh, an order from Lazy Dogs. Yeah, order you want to give them the name, the order number? You want to <laughs> give out all that information? Yeah, what's this guy's address? <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. I'll, I also might accidentally drop it like I did in that other podcast. My bad. Remember that situation? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, the country's falling apart. Um, we were talking about societal collapse. Well, not this one, obviously. We just keep printing money. Just come, just fashion it out of thin air. Um, no real idea. I mean, I thought I understood economics, and then they said they they printed three trillion dollars, or they they came with up with three trillion dollars from out of nowhere. I don't know where. I don't know. Do we just keep printing money? I guess just because the global economy relies on us. So we can, we are too big. Isn't it? Does the thought ever cross your mind that America is too big to fail? Like. If we fail, the world's economy will probably, it might not crumble, but it will certainly take a hit. It will buckle. 100%. Yeah. I'm not an economist. I'm just a realist. (laughs) I'm not an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. You're a pragmatist. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of money just coming out of nowhere. Um, like a trillion dollars, it's, that number is impossible to visualize in your head. Like what and is then it? fathom three trillion just printed out of thin air. Yeah, well, we all know most of that money isn't going to ordinary Americans. It's going to businesses. and Well, big businesses. Which, I mean, yeah, there's an argument that you need to support those big businesses in order to prevent everything else from going to hell in a handbasket. What do you think about that? Do you really think... Do you think more of the money should go to the consumers so that they can inject the money into the economy? Or do you think it should go to companies? So if we're going to funnel all of our money already from our bank accounts into Amazon Prime and spend as we do, right? On Amazon or online... Amazon's not struggling. They're not giving Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But it's... You're telling me big business... Why should we throw it there and give them our money as well? Yeah. Where is that going? What? Well, that money is going to like airlines, for instance. Let's take okay. the airlines, for example. They're the most visible. Okay. And they received the most scrutiny early on. Correct. Because the first stimulus package, if memory serves, allotted like half of the trillion dollars to, or like, I don't know if it was a half, but it was, it was some big, it was, maybe it might have been a quarter. Don't quote me on this. But several hundred billion dollars went to those airline companies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to bail them out, or to keep them afloat, rather. Okay, yeah. Bail them out. Thinking about 08. Oh, it's another glorious Think crisis. jail, bail out. <laughs> but it went to those airlines. Now, should they have done that? 
Now you see, what are we going to do without airlines? Right. Right. What are we going to do without airlines? It's almost At like... At the same time, who's flying right now? Actually, a lot of people, don't you think? Actually, well... Why do you think our numbers spiked? We had people traveling for Thanksgiving. Well, maybe that. Well, maybe it wasn't such a good idea after all. Well, there we, you go. That we kept those airlines afloat. We've gone in a circle for no reason, Luke. We've, we've ended up exacerbating our situation. There you go. By having people travel... Yeah, they, they, like the Def- Department of Defense issued, a, I mean, commissioned a study and they released the reports investigating the effect of uh, of packing flights on transmission of COVID. Mm-hmm. And they apparently their researchers found that seated, being seated uh, next to somebody, does not increase, does not significantly increase your risk. Of but it still increases your risk. By like 0.02%, they said. There's no way. Are you serious? 0.02%, yeah. Where did you find this? I can, I can send, send, me, send, send me the, the findings. Send me the link afterwards. But I can even look it up right now. No, not right I now. Saw it, I saw it on the news the other day. I was surprised because in the beginning, weren't they telling us that it has to be like every three seats? You got There has to be at least a seat between you. DOD study airplanes COVID. Look, the first thing that pops up. DOD study airplanes COVID. Um, it co- indicates commercial aircraft present low risk for COVID transmission in the midst of the It's almost impossible to get COVID-19 on an airplane because of a new military study. Um, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> guess, who, guess who ran it? The, the U.S. Transportation Command and DARPA. There you go. There we go. Area 51 is on It's legit. It's legit. <laughs> And related article, U.S. Air Force OK's new storm breaker bomb for F-15 Strike Eagle operations. Good thing to know that the military industrial complex is never sleeping. Thriving. <laughs> yeah. They're probably getting, gearing up for all the wars that are going to erupt because of this crisis. Do you ever think, this is a completely different topic, but it's about COVID. Yeah. Well, what is your take? Different. Slightly different in yeah. the direction I'm going to go with it. What do you think about the fact that we all blame each other? Hey, like you gave me COVID. Let's say tomorrow I'm sick. Right. God forbid. We're we're, we're both sick, right? God forbid. Yeah. And uh, you gave me COVID. It came from your end, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I just blame you blatantly, right? Right. right. Uh, ruins our friendship. We both end up dead, right? But we're gonna die knowing <laughs> like, that. Likely not. But <laughs> we blamed each other when. Theoretically, you got it from your neighbor who is being negligent, or you got it from, you know, the mailman who is being negligent, or you got it from the grocery store, from someone who was out partying or from Thanksgiving dinner who was asymptomatic, or even maybe they did have symptoms, who knows, but they were still out and about. We fear death too much. And we're going to wrongfully assume that, you know, Luke, you killed me. So what's when in actuality, you didn't. It wasn't you. You know? Do you think that this is this is an issue? Or do you think most people understand that, hey, it's not directly your fault. You know? It's not your fault. It's multiple people's negligence that's the fault. At fault. Do you think people understand that? Or they're just going to keep blaming each other? You know? Off the top of my head, I can see two explanations for, for this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. First, because human beings, as just, just a matter of fact and a 
of human nature, human psychology. Humans are weak, all right? That's why once we develop an association of with something, mm-hmm. that association is seared into our into our conscious mind and we begin to see everything that resembles that object or that person or that thing that we've associated something negative with we we perceive those things in a negative light in a harsh negative light that's why in like world war ii for instance everybody in america uh was perceiving the japanese as enemies even though many of those japanese were here for generations right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they were I mean, yeah, sure, there were many first-generation, second-generation Japanese as well, but there was never a single... There was never a single terrorist threat or an attack conducted by any American Japanese citizen during this whole... during the entirety of World War II. Nor did any actionable intelligence ever arise that suggested that the Japanese were were employing homegrown like terrorists or like sleeper cells or something like that. Mm-hmm. None, none of that ever came out. And yet, people, because of their association of Pearl Harbor with the Japanese, yep. wanted the Japanese gone. And FDR, you know, signed that that was an executive order. Like I forget the number, but um, that order to intern all the Japanese because people had already made that association. And once you dif- make that association, it's difficult to break. Right? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, the second factor at play here um, is that we, as a society, have a really strange relationship with death. We don't want to discuss it um, as much, or we don't just want to discuss it in a productive manner. I think we fear death a lot as well. Well, our culture doesn't welcome it like some other cultures. You know, celebrate it, yeah. welcome it, expect it, plan it. You know, we don't actually... We do plan it on some occasions. Right. Like, uh, we plan those uh, mortuary or whatever it is where you have to start paying early on. You know, where you where you almost start paying when, you get, when you're 65, you start paying your rent for your death, you know, for your burial. You mean you like know, saving up for your funeral? Your funeral and the burial spot because a plot of land is expensive oh, for burial. Yeah, you can, so, you know, we yeah, do, yeah. in some aspects, plan it, but it's not something we bring up lightly you know whereas some cultures actually you know plan it expect it celebrate it the whole nine yards yeah you know, throw a party whatever yeah 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 you just you brought you bring up a good point funerals are mm-hmm. you are are funerals in america happy occasions no no everybody's dressed in black everybody's yep. somber everybody has a severe clothing on not a happy moment when i was in rural northern thailand you know i was up in the foothills living in this village and they I went to uh, the funeral of one of the the mothers of one of the village elders Mm -hmm. she had passed away from like stage 4 lung cancer at the age of like 90 there were 300 300 people came out with their best attire it was like they had they had they were dancing they were singing I mean they they were celebrating her life and you know because she she lived a, a good life and it ended. It's kind of like in ancient Greece, they would actually prepare celebrations. Yep. They, would, they, would, they would host celebrations for people who are reaching the end of their lives. Yep. And at the end of that celebration, the host, the person who was departing, would kill themselves. Did you know that? Yep. It's, 
That's now that's the sort of attitude we need to have towards death. You know, in imperial. Well, I don't want to plan my death like that either. I mean, well, I can't. I can't agree with that either. But I mean, like, if you know you're like, if you're sick, they also they the, the, the one of the reasons the Greeks did the, that had this practice was to avoid unnecessary suffering. It, yes. Like that, you don't want to prolong your suffering, dude. The moment I find out I have dementia, or, or okay, maybe not the moment. <laughs> Uh, so I'm jumping out of a plane you, you without a parachute. You jumped the gun on that one, my guy. <laughs> Very much so. Jumping out of the airplane without a parachute. No, I mean, that was the point, wasn't we it? Sh- we should. I think no. We should just. We should. We should accept death um, more. Uh, more lightly. Uh, See, I mean, both both celebrations are almost. You know, a funeral coming somber, uh, dressed all in black. You know, having that respect for the person is how we've grown up to understand the culture of you know death burial and all that but for other cultures you know it's a party it's we're celebrating all the great times we had all the memories all the great they've done for our community right so on and so forth and it, you can go both ways really you really can and you can understand both both sides to it yeah. i think it just comes down to what that person wanted because some people will ask to be celebrated yeah at yeah. their funeral rather than you know cried and you know having this uh, depressing, I guess, environment. Well, if you were, if you could see your wedding, I mean, sorry, not your wedding. If you could see your funeral, after my you wedding died, is the same thing, right? Luke? Would you want, would you want people to be crying over you, or would you want them to be celebrating your life? You know, it's just that emotion that's attached when you lose something or someone. It's, it's just you, you want to cry. You have that unhappiness in your I'm heart. I'm not saying at the funeral that I, I mentioned earlier. Like there were, you're going to be not, raging. It's not like there you're going to be <laughs> fist pumping, <laughs> head bobbing, and funeral. raging. It's Luca. the funeral, not a Coachella. Okay. <laughs> Treat it like a Coachella okay. for me, will you? Of course, there's going to be crying, but it's also going to be mixed with tears of joy as well as tears of sadness. You know, people who recognize all the good that you did. All the memories you made, the, the worth of your life. You want to be celebrated like that. I feel like we all want to be celebrated like that. Um, I think also there's all. I think I think the mental health crisis in this country also contributes to it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is evinced by shows like Thirteen Reasons Why, mm-hmm. because what this 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 phenomenon among the youth right now about <coughs> about suicide and how certain people feel that the only way they'll matter is if they end their lives and end their end their life and attract all of this attention all this sympathy and um, um, concern even though it's too late you know Um, I think I feel I think that this this growing isolation that we're experiencing as a society even like our generation even though we are the most connected generation it's 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 playing into this into this I don't know this weird relationship with with I don't know I actually lost my train of thought I don't know where I was going with this. You got lost in your fluffy language, didn't you? No, I was I was looking you at the road, sure that you lost. Hey, I pulled up in front of the right building. Really? First. Thank the bitch. All right, we've made the delivery. All right, we were talking about uh, our our country's strange relationship with death. How do you feel towards death? 
Um, well, I'm not embracing it. I'm not open to it. I'm slightly scared of it. You're scared of it? Why is it? Because uh, you don't know what comes next. Do you need to know what comes next? You don't have to, but, it, it, you know, some people like to plan. You know? <laughs> and, like, when you're planning your day and, let's say, you're lost or something, well, you can't plan what you're going to do next. Why do we need to plan, though? Why do we feel the need to plan for something like death? Why do you need a job, Luke? Well... Yeah, you're asking open-ended questions like that. I'm going to hit you back, you know? In Imperial Japan, the military would issue a booklet to all of its uh, soldiers and sailors that they would have to learn by heart and recite from memory. It contained, the booklet contained a series of precepts and axioms that they had to be able to recall. And one of those axioms stated that duty is as heavy as a mountain, but death is as light as a feather. That's what I think death is going to be. We're scared of it. I mean, any, any person would be. But we just need to change our attitude towards it. Because there's no point in fearing something um, like death. You're only going to give yourself more anxiety. You know? More wrinkles, right? The unknown scares us. Definitely. It terrifies us. Death. What, a, what an interesting thing. What, what a concept, right? I personally, you know, as a Christian, I believe that there is a life after this one. But even if, but even if you don't believe that there's a life after this, just peace. Peace from all the manifold struggles of life. You know? When you're alive, you're worried. I mean, who was it? I think Aristotle said that only the dead have seen the end of war. Well, only, only the dead have also seen the end of struggle and of heartache, you know? Okay. So, in a sense, they're the... They're the winners here? <laughs> the calmest people out there. Can you not stare? I have to. I can see you're very scared. Just have Luca. to make sure you're all right. Don't worry, I'm not scared. Oh, dear. Death. Dear heavens. Let's, let's, let's switch the topic, you know? Let's switch. You're putting Something more our audience... Into a, you know, into a different mood, you know? Yeah. Let's switch up. Not one that we're trying to... Oh. Right. Wouldn't want to discuss death as a pandemic rages across the, the world. Yep. You inconsiderate. <laughs> yeah. Who the, who the hell are we talking about death? I had to catch myself there. I was about to say something bad. You inconsiderate <laughs> blank. Yeah. You know? Hey, careful. Some of our viewers might be... Careful. It's PG-13. <laughs> well, let's keep it G, baby. Got to make sure that this makes it onto Disney Plus, <laughs> Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or, or whatever it is now. It's just podcast. Disney Podcast. You know, I did a Disney started their own podcast. What kind of podcast would they have? Yeah, what would they be doing? You know, I don't know. Our show. There you go. They'd be putting us on. <laughs> that would be their first show. Oh dear. Well, if you're looking much. to sponsor us, feel free to do so. <laughs> reach out to Fairy Barry. Fairy dot underscore Barry. Feel free to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me there for business inquiries as well. <laughs> and my at for Instagram is at Fairy underscore Barry. Same thing as my TikTok. Oh my God. <laughs> you're 
Right, you're insufferable, you know that? Oh, jeez. On the bright side, there's less traffic on the roads these days. Probably because there's nothing else to do right it now. It depends, it depends. Look at how many people are on the street right now. Where are they going? Is it essential? Did I tell you about that one woman on my block who literally all she does is drive around the block the entire day? Why? Smoke. She's smoking and talking. I don't know if she works. She me. drives her car. <laughs> right. Smokes and just drives the Got block. Got the window down, you know, just smoking like there's no tomorrow. She's got like a chimney, you know. It sounds like Marcus. <laughs> and... Uh, She's just talking on the phone and just drive. She's she takes the same four block uh, route. Are you sure? Yep. She goes down. Have you followed her? Every time I'm walking on the street, I see her drive by. <laughs> so we got sunglasses on. I wish and she always has talk- a cig- cigarette in hand, lit. Yeah. She, I, she what a be, life. She might be talking to herself. I don't know. <laughs> what a life. Her mouth is. is always moving, so I'm assuming that she's, she's talking. talking to someone, something. Right. Uh. Dear heavens, LA, Los Angeles, Los, City of Angels, Ciudad Los Angeles. I should have studied Spanish. When I was what the hell was that? What doing? did you do? French? French. Is French gonna serve me out here in LA? What are we, New Orleans or Canada? I mean, I guess if I went to West Africa and worked there, it'd be, it'd be good. Or uh, Rwanda. I, when I was at a hostel. I did come across a guy who was French-speaking, so we kind of conversed. I don't think that was worth <laughs> all those wasted years of schooling. All that AP French. I mean, then again, the you AP took tests. Spanish and you don't remember anything, so it's, Luke, it's Luke, kind Luke, of like, Luke, you know... Don't what, try what, what did I really to miss put out us on, on the same playing field, okay? <laughs> I'm in the NFL. You and I are the same You're in the Little Leagues, okay? Headed towards the same destination. Not at all. Not at all. The path diverges. In a snowy wood. Less taken. Less taken. The path less traveled. The path less traveled by. And I, and I, I took the the road less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Yeah, it made all the difference negatively, right? Robert Frost, uh, the road not taken. There we go. Yeah, the road not taken. Let's what the last stanza was. I should be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Robert Frost. Snap it out. Snap it out. An enduring poet, my favorite. In the annals of American poetry, stands out as a, a tight. Another poem that I really like is uh, Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening. You know that one? No. Recite uh, it for me. Uh, I know you whose know. Whose woods? Whose woods these are? I, th- I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here, to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer, to stop without a farmhouse near, between the woods and frozen lake, the coldest evening of the year. He gives his hardest bells a shake. To see if there is some mistake, the only other sound is the sweep of easy snow down a flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. Robert Frost, my man. Wow. 
good. Every 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 school child should read his poetry. And that of well, every school child should have a Chromebook, right? Or an iPad <laughs> from birth. That's right, Luke? According to the New York Times experts. Gwendolyn Brooks, also another great poet that everybody should read. Oh, what do we got? Oh, I didn't even notice. 981 for... Tw- oh, 680. Never mind. Negative, negative, negative. That's a negative ghost Mission rider. abort, mission abort. Uh, <sighs> every school child should have a microchip implanted into their skulls so that Bill Gates can always know the location of little Timmy. So he never That's gets That's not lost. even the purpose. It's so they can read their minds. <laughs> so he can... Yeah, they're monitored their brain activity. Isn't that weird? Oh, dear. I don't... It's kind of... It's a little concerning. Like, we're almost there with the iPhones. I mean... How much, like, percentage-wise... iPhone listens to everything you say anyway, yeah, well, you know? that's true. Percentage-wise, how much of the day do you spend more than five feet away from your iPhone? More than five feet? Never. Well, never, ever, ever. We're already there. Absolutely, this, never. We are cyborgs, except that the iPhone isn't physically attached to our hands. Somebody made that point on a podcast. I think it was on Joe Rogan's podcast I was listening the other day. But... He basically asserted that we are already cyborgs because these phones are never out of arm's reach. This is true. Never beyond arm's reach. You know? It's almost scary to think that I would ever leave it at home or not be next to my laptop or something. It's scary. That more often. No. I take walks without my phone. That is very scary. What happens when I get clear? raped, robbed, or killed? I'm going to be all I don't alone. Think At least I'll have me. my iPhone XS to see me and hear me die, you know? Oh, At least I won't die alone, when you know? you, oh, when you're getting robbed, oh, well, yeah. you just sna- smash your iWatch on the ground and it'll call 911. You know what? That won't work. They'll say, come see all us right. for a warranty replacement, you know? Okay. Well, it's like, it's like saying we need to invade Afghanistan to stop all the terrorist attacks, all right? <laughs> it's like, I mean, come on. Let's relax here. You right. know what they're going to tell you're, you. What, you're the warranty take, doesn't cover. You're going to take the walk. You're going to take the walk in the neighbor in Redondo Beach, and you're going to get mugged. It's happening in Manhattan Beach. Yeah, I know. But hey, listen, you got to take risks every once in a while. You know, got to live live life away from. I don't know. It's it's actually really scary that you never leave your phone ever anywhere. Right. Like it's always locked in your hand, in your pocket, uh, always listening. Always, always listening. Always listening. Uh, Just like the Amazon Echo. <laughs> Alexa is Alexa. always there with oh, you. Always. She's there in your dreams, in the bathroom. She hears you while you're sleeping. She reads your most intimate thoughts. She does. Just like uh, Google, your Google Home Mini. Oh, dear. I love my Google am, Home Mini. I love it. never buying one of those home devices. These devices actually do a lot, though. I'm you know, sure you, they, you wake up, that's they're, the, they're your alarm. Sure that's how they, they tell talk. you the weather. They turn on your lights. They um, turn off your lights. Because you're too lazy to walk the five feet. Why would I use a switch if I could just speak to someone? They're not even a thing anymore. They're someone. They're someone. Laziness is the driver of progress. is a thing, yes. But she's also an idea. An idea now. She's an idea. She's everything all in one. (laughs) She's the all in one. This is a commercial. Please, please, please sponsor us. (laughs) Please. please screw that. Please, <laughs> Amazon, Google, whoever wants to, yeah, please negative. sponsor us. I'll take a hard negative on that. That's a positive. Why are we getting any, any any orders? You know what? It's a Wednesday evening. That's okay, right. it's Wednesday, nine twelve p.m. 
uh, December 9th, 2020. Oh, it 58 is degrees. Yeah. Okay. I threw in the temperature there. Oh, you didn't notice. My brother's birthday is on Thursday. Like tomorrow, Thursday? Sorry, Friday, Friday. Like this Friday? Yeah, this Friday. Wow. That's awesome. He's going to be 17. Yeah. 17. Wow. Applying to colleges. Wow. It's crazy. Dude, what a time to be applying to colleges. I can't even imagine doing that right now. Wait, he's a senior or junior? Junior. Oh my god, I just realized. What? Wait, he's a junior right now? Yeah. He's finishing. Wait, this is his first. What? He's a junior? Yes. Since when? <laughs> Since September. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And then your senior year, you don't do anything. Tell me about it. You literally don't have to do anything because you're already in school. He's, he's actually bigger than me in every way. He's actually heavier and taller than me. No, actually, height-wise, I'm like... About half, the same? I'm like a centimeter taller than him. But I think he's going to beat me. He's yeah, he's up. not done growing at he's all. Gonna, Catch up and overwhelm me, just like yeah. in the Ford versus Ferrari race. <laughs> How do they change? What is it? The the brakes? They change the, the whole brake assembly? Yeah, yeah. And then they were like trying to throw the rule book at them, yeah. and they're like, yeah, yeah, good where, one, bro. Where does it say we can't change out the brakes? The entire system. Isn't is that ingenious? Off. That is very genius. Well, look at that. They just decided to switch out half of the car. Yeah. <laughs> Replace the, the whole sub body as well. The whole subframe just comes out as well. <laughs> they just pull up a new car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the same engine, I promise. Made on the same day. Same mileage on the engines, I promise. It's the same mileage. It's the same car, dude. That's pretty funny. What a concept. Yeah. What that, a was, that was genius. What a great movie. I know you like that movie. Yeah. You're dreaming of that movie that night. I'm sure you, were, you pictured yourself in the driver's seat of that Shelby. Uh, man. Dang, what a... What a, what a wait, what, how do we get to the talk about this? Yeah, I don't know. We're talking about Amazon. Oh, yeah, Amazon's always omnipresent, uh, yes. omniscient. Alexa. She's part of the family now, Luke. She's part of the family. That's, that's terrible. When we write our Christmas cards, we say, from, you know, Ferris, my mother, plus Alexa, you know, she's included. Plus the dog, you know, everyone's included nowadays. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You, you can't forget about her. Yeah, of course not. Just like how she won't forget about any of the... The, the secrets you've spilled openly in a discussion. That's why we, I, we kicked Always her out recording. of the house. Always recording. That's why we, she, she's a cloud-based <laughs> data, we, data, data collection Gave her device. up for adoption the, the moment we got her. There it is. <laughs> that's why we, we, we gave her to Goodwill. <laughs> or she could do some What good. did you get for Christmas? An Alexa? <laughs> nice. We're going to keep Alexa. her unplugged. Oh, dear Lord. She's a paperweight now, Luke. Uh, that's right. All right, give me a new discussion topic. I know you plan multiple well, well, we're talking. Oh, I was listening to an ep- to uh, a uh, another podcast about uh, about. Um, oh no! I remember. I remember. I remember. I was watching uh, Vice News and their coverage of cartels that are apparently thriving. This pandemic. I mean, I guess not surprisingly, people are losing their minds. Drug and alcohol addicts yeah, right now. You know? like alcohol consumption is through the roof. Oh, my internship proved that very well. This has been one of their hottest years ever in history. Internship with who? My, uh, I don't want to drop the name of the company, oh. but it's a, it's a wine uh, bottling manufacturer and, you know, that this like, pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? The internship I'm in right now. Um, You're in an internship? What? You know this. Don't act. Don't act. 
Wait, for a wine company? You knew this. We'll talk about it off. All right, all right, off the record. Off the record all later. Right, on the record, but yes. But it's been one of their hottest years um, with sales. I'm sure it's been the hottest the year. The cases of wine that they have sold is through the roof. Yeah. They can't keep up with the amount of demand they have, okay? Yeah, it's I'm insane. Sure, I'm sure. It's insane. It's like, remember when I told you about... Not worth it. Three bucks for 11 minutes? But it's 1.6 miles. Okay, oh, no. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. We have some self-respect. It's remember that, that when I was working at the wine store, which is this unnamed store, which is the primary competitor of Bebmo. Um, <laughs> I guess I already mentioned another company. <laughs> um, nice. But anyway, they uh, the, the brewery guys were telling me when they were stocking the shelves, were telling me, the merchandisers were telling me that they have an aluminum shortage right now. They, they can't get the aluminum fast enough. Beer's flying off the shelves. Well, that's why you get glass bottles. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I didn't know you... What's, they, which was more eco-friendly, aluminum or glass, you think? You know, I, I really couldn't tell you unless I studied environmental engineering. Yeah. I, which I, I did. I, I wouldn't have a first clue what to say about that. <laughs> What a concept. You just parked right there. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. Um, top down. No, that's a, that's a T-top. So they just took out those side pieces. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Look. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Next topic. Yeah, so the cartels. Yep, there you go. Uh, the cartels are, you know, business is booming, understandably. The decriminalization of hard drugs in Oregon, relatedly. Is I believe a step in the right direction. Okay. Uh, and I think it is. It's going to be an important shift in the way we treat drugs, like they do in Portugal, where they've decriminalized all drugs, and there's clinics, and the amount of money that they spend on drug rehabilitation is far less than they would, what they were spending on on fighting drugs. Fighting the war on drugs. The endless war, the endless and futile war on drugs that has been raging since, like, what, the 80s? Who was the first president who declared war on drugs? Was it Reagan? I think so, yeah. Was it, was it, was it Reagan? I, I feel was. like it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Nancy Reagan, uh, I remember because Nancy was in that, uh, that ad where she basically said, she said for her famous line, like, say no to drugs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. And then they started all those D.A.R.E. programs. Yeah. Remember those D.A.R.E. programs that yeah, were there? Yeah, the shirts. Yeah, they were still well. there when we were in elementary school. That was the end of those D.A.R.E. programs. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because they, after we left elementary school, I think they phased it out because apparently they were not successful. I saw this earlier, by the way. What? Keep driving. Illegal dispensary. What? I saw the raid on this location, actually. Where? On the corner over there, there was always a bunch of people, right? There was, like, a short line sometimes. Right. Illegal dispensary. What a concept, dude. What a concept. Oh. No. 17 minutes for oh. 372, oh, four miles. Negative. negative. But, um, I could not believe it. Illegal, Illegal dispensary. dispensary. I feel like they just didn't take all the, you know, necessary certification. precaution. I believe so. <laughs> all right. So, the final question. Now... People or, or marijuana uh, growers or weed growers have said that since legalization, it's actually become harder for them, business-wise. Many, many of these uh, entrepreneurs, shall we say, okay. these 
enterprising small business owners. These individuals selling homegrown wheat, is right, that what you're right. talking about? They're saying that it's become more onerous and more difficult. Because, because we've flooded the market with all the legalized product. Well, because well, their their primary complaint is is has to do more with like the taxes that they have to pay and the regulations. True. Yes. Which are there's an extreme excise tax. Onerous, no doubt. So I don't know. I mean, it's gonna take a little while. We should for ask our to... friends about how much it costs for the excise tax. You know. All right. Off the record. Anything course. Anything else we'd like to uh, touch on before we call it a night? Um, just to mention, this has been, what, our, like, eighth try at a podcast. And uh, <laughs> once again, it didn't go as smoothly as it could I think have. this is our first full episode. <laughs> you think so? With just us. Well. I think it was a full episode. You think this going to make it online finally? I, it just might. It might? It just might. No I, think I, I think I'll. We need a name. We need name suggestions. If anyone out there. Yes. If there's anyone out there listening. No, no. Please help us with the name suggestions. We are going to come up with the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta get the audience involved. Um, Alrighty, and, well, uh, yes, it's nine twenty-one p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and thank you for we are that. signing off. Thank you, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. ages. Stay it's safe, been... stay healthy, stay strong.